0: It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Cavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by nutritional
1: weight and wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kick it. Well down. welcome everyone to
2: Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Cavist, licensed nutritionist. And I thank each of you for listening and sharing the show with your friends and family members. We have a fun and thought-provoking show planned today. Now, you know, we're not going to talk about cancer or diabetes or asthma or heart disease, but we're talking about habits that are holding you back. So stop a minute. If you're making breakfast and think about your health And do you have any habits that are holding you back from achieving your health goals? You know, maybe you want to lose 10 pounds or even 15 pounds, or maybe it's 40 or 50 pounds. Or maybe your cholesterol numbers are a concern for you, or maybe your blood sugar numbers are sneaking up over 100 or even up to 126, and you don't really want to go on medication. So what habit is holding you back from being successful? Today, Dishing Up Nutrition is all about habits holding you back. And joining me today as our co host is Tamara Brown. Tamara is a registered dietitian and is licensed by the state of Minnesota. She also has her master's degree in public health and most important of course she <laughs> is our deli detective. And Tamara, welcome to the show and you know, tell tell listeners about the fish article you wrote recently.
3: Sure. Good morning, everyone. I just put out an article recently called The Deli Detective Dishes on Fish. It's on our website, weightandwellness.com, for any of you listeners ha- who haven't had the chance to read it yet. But as nutrition educators and counselors, we are often asked about the safety of farm-raised fish as well as when to buy wild caught fish at affordable prices. And that's all in that article, isn't it? It is all in the article. Um, We also talk about tips on how to pick out fish that is fresh and good tasting, which is, of course, important. Yes, it is. (laughs) Absolutely. I also included lots of information that I think listeners will enjoy. And also, Tim Lauer, the manager of Coastal Seafoods, who um, helped to provide information for the article, was a great help.
2: And, you know, we did have, Tim was a guest on Dishing Up Nutrition, probably about three, four weeks yeah. ago. Uh, yeah, And you can go back and listen to that show. Great information. We have had so many positive comments about that show, haven't we? Yes, As I've heard well lots. with your article. Yes, and yes. And so it's, people are really, they really love that show and they love the article too. Yeah, because it's such important information. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also joining us today for the very first time is Leah Wetzel and, And, you know, this is kind of interesting because as of February, I believe, Leah, Mm -hmm. 2011. That's correct. You became a licensed nutritionist and she completed her master's degree in nutrition and 900 hours of internship. Then that's what you have to do to get licensed in the state of Minnesota. She now is teaching our weight and wellness classes and she sees clients at our St. Paul office. And Leah is not new to nutritional weight and wellness. No, I'm not. So she's worked full time as our graphic designer and for how many years? I can't remember. About four years. Four years. And so you were, you know, so she's really been instrumental in making the graphics <laughs> in all of our classes come alive. And That's... she will do, she will get the graphic. No matter what I ask for. That is true. <laughs>
0: You've asked for some crazy things.
2: <laughs> but, I, you know, it makes the science of nutrition interesting, and you can actually apply some of these principles to your health. And... Um, so Leah, yes, I got a personal question for you today. Shoot it. Okay. Did you ever have any habits that were holding you back?
0: Yes, thanks, Dar. I'm so glad to be here today.
2: It's um, great, Leah. It's yeah. wonderful. Finally, after all these years. Yes. You know, it's it's always been a, such a pleasure working with well, you. Well,
0: thank you very much, and same for you.
2: I thank you. Yeah. Now we can get on with this. Okay, great. <laughs>
0: yes, I have definitely had habits holding me back. You know, before I decided to get on to the nutrition bandwagon, I had lots of habits holding me back. So this is a perfect show for me to be on. <laughs> well, and that's, I've heard this in the office. <laughs> yes, exactly. In fact, I had one habit in particular that I think a lot of people can relate to. It almost happened like clockwork every day at work. Now, bear in mind, this is before nutritional weight and wellness. Okay. But what I would do is every day I would slip my hand into my desk drawer and out would come the bag of
2: M&Ms. Oh, I bet a lot of people can relate to that one.
0: Oh, yes, yes. And at that time, I weighed 50 pounds more than I did now. And I was really frustrated. It seemed like those little pesky m ms were laughing at me and successfully knocking me off of my weight loss efforts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I bet a lot of people say the same thing. Oh, yes. You know, if it isn't M&Ms, I don't know what other people eat because we've been so, we just don't eat those things at right. Nutritional now. 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 Yes. And so, so. If you find yourself getting sidetracked with those innocent-looking M&Ms or whatever else comes in those packages, sometimes, you know, I heard Ritz crackers the other day. So let's look at why this habit got started in the first place.
3: Sure. Well, so actually, Leah, I love that you just shared that story because literally just last week I was working with a client who had the exact same story. And she said, I can't stay away from M&Ms. Of (laughs) all the things to choose, those pesky M&Ms. They're troublesome. I think a lot of people can relate to that. So what's going on if you are struggling with a similar sort of thing? Well, for many people, around 3 in the afternoon, our blood sugar drops. And when that happens, you naturally reach for sugar, yes. which would be M&Ms. Mm-hmm. So what's the solution? Well, the solution is to eat a balanced snack before your blood sugar hit drops, like maybe around 2.30 in the afternoon. So here's an example, cottage cheese with blueberries and almonds. If you chose a snack like that around 2 30 you would have the willpower to resist those M&Ms. Yeah, but say, now maybe if
2: I didn't like cottage cheese, because uh-huh. I heard that the other day too, <laughs> what else could people eat that would be, you know, something else that would be a good snack?
0: Got any other ideas? Well, if you're not dairy sensitive, I think yogurt, yogurt would be a good one.
2: And anything else with yogurt or just plain yogurt? No,
0: within that balanced snack, adding some berries and some almonds, that sort of thing to balance it out. Okay.
2: So if people don't like cottage cheese, we gave them another idea. Yeah.
0: Yes. And exactly tomorrow on that, when I started eating balanced snacks, it was, I was able to stop buying those little pesky M&Ms uh-huh. and move forward from that bad
3: habit which is great. So, balanced snacks. So let's dig in a little bit deeper and figure out other habits that can possibly be holding us back. One that I find is particularly hard for many people to break is eating the entire basket of bread before a meal is served. Right.
0: You know, this is another thing I struggled with. I used to, before working here, used to eat uh, tons of bread before a meal. But now I realize that that small dinner roll before a meal contains 26 grams of carbs or six and a half teaspoons of sugar. And I used to eat that with some breadsticks, crackers, and even a slice of bread before my meal came. And I was consuming well over 100 grams of carbs or 25 teaspoons of sugar. That's crazy. And that certainly didn't help me lose weight. And at the same time, I was having lots of issues with my asthma. it was out of
2: control. So it is really interesting how people sit down because you get to the restaurant and you're hungry. Yes. And you start to fill up on the bread basket. Bread, exactly. They're waiting
3: for you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I think if we sometimes stop to think about it, when we think about how much we're actually eating, think about how easy it is to devour an entire bread basket and then still have room for dinner and dessert. So if we think about, can you guess why restaurants serve baskets of bread for, before meals for free? You know, know
4: that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense. I mean, doesn't it? You know, why do they?
3: Right. Exactly. Because why not cheese? Why aren't they serving us cheese or olives or almonds? Yes. Right? <laughs> well, the answer is because breads make us hungrier and they actually encourage us to eat more. So studies have found that people that eat the bread will also order desserts. And you know those restaurants make a lot of money selling fancy desserts.
2: They certainly do. And that's, yeah, that's where their their big moneymaker is. So, you know, if the bread basket is holding you back, I think a great suggestion, this comes from Ann Louise Gittleman, and she is actually the author of about 30 books. She's a nutritionist. And as soon as she sits down, and I've seen her do this many, many times, she orders a salad. She doesn't even look at the menu, and she's busy as eating that salad before the bread basket even gets plunked on the table, and that's the way she resists the uh, bread basket. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's a really great idea. And I've, actually, I've seen her order two salads before a meal <laughs> because she loves to eat, uh-huh. But she knows she can't eat, you know, she doesn't eat gluten products. And so she just doesn't eat that bread. Mm-hmm. And But she has a
3: substitute. Right. And that's excellent. And then we get more vegetables. Yes.
4: So All I think,
2: right. should we, you're going to... Time to
3: take a break. Okay. All right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Starting the week of April 11th, we are offering our Nutrition for Weight Loss program in St. Paul, North Oaks, Wyzetta, and Lakeville. This includes 12 life-changing classes as well as two personalized nutritional counseling sessions with one of our nutritionists. And the great news is that this program really works. It is based on the new science of weight loss, much more than just calories in and calories out. So for questions today, please give us a call in the studio, 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to
2: Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are serious about losing weight before the summer, then now is the time to start. You know, if you've been struggling with your metabolism and your weight for a while, you might wonder, what is the new science in weight loss? You know, that's a great question. The new science teaches you how to fire up your metabolism with real food. How to stop cravings by supporting your intestinal tract. Now, that's a new thought for a lot of people. No one realizes that a lot of cravings come from your intestinal tract. But this is something that we teach, and it's amazing. People say it's just like magic. You know, it's really a comprehensive plan. We have group classes. We have individual support from nutritionists. It's easy to follow. It's real food. And people are losing weight. I mean it's kind mm-hmm. of you know, when they're not starving. That right. is that is they the key, love yes. it that way. So if people have questions, it's six five one six nine nine three four three eight. You can ask us any questions. You can ask us even the price. We have nothing <laughs> to hide. <laughs> so so shall we take a caller or yes, two? Yes, let's take a
4: caller this morning. Good. So Good morning, Katie. Good morning. Um, I am a client of Nutritional Weight and
5: Wellness and a long-time fan of the show. Thank you. And my, um, my husband has been a little bit skeptical of some of the advice that I've gotten and um, has room for improvement in some of his eating habits. But he has had a recent bout with kidney stones, which has really got his attention. And um, he needed surgery last week. So I'm wondering, what dietary possibilities are available to him to make some changes to prevent them from happening again.
2: Leah, hit
0: it. <laughs> well one thing to look at is is how much water is he drinking? Is he drinking enough water during the day, do you know?
5: You know, he he drinks a ton of liquids but he he'll probably drink like a gallon of Kool Aid a day. Okay. Um, That's yeah, he not drinks a good. lot of sugar yep. drinks.
0: A culprit, definitely, or pop or anything like
2: that. Yeah, you know, he drinks
5: a lot of pop. I mean, and he thinks he's being healthy because he's drinking so much fluids, but it's rarely pure water. And that's a problem.
2: And yes. It's, me, it's causing his kidney stones. Yes. Probably. It's leading to. It's a factor in.
0: Yes, exactly. How, how
2: about the things that he's eating? I mean, could those also be a
5: factor?
0: Well, what is he eating? What kind of foods does he eat? Does he go? Does he eat a lot of fast food or he, processed he eats
5: foods? He
2: a lot of Papa Murphy's. Stuffed crust pizza yes, and a
5: lot, lot of meat and ice cream and that kind of thing.
2: Well, he's eating a lot of processed foods, and yes. so definitely that leads that can lead to kidney stones. Yes, you know it's just it, you know you just have to change those habits. So I bet you're not having any kidney stones, are you? Oh no, not at all. <laughs> no, I, I feel great. So. so you would think that perhaps he would. Think that maybe the way you're eating is the best way, and it it, it, probably, it would be the best way for to prevent future kidney stones. So, so you're thinking if if I could
5: talk him into coming in for a consultation, he might see some real. Improvements then? Yeah.
1: Or
0: even if you guys together could take the weight and wellness series. I've had a lot of couples that have taken that class together. And it's really helpful when you can get both of you in that class together so you can see why you need to be making these changes.
5: Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks. You've done a great job of answering my question. I appreciate
0: it. Drink more water for sure.
4: Okay. Real water. Yes. yes. (laughs) Definitely. All right. Thanks so, for your questions. Yes. So I, we were talking about bread. Bread. Yes. So
3: let's jump into our before break topic, which was that evil bread basket. <laughs> so when you go to a restaurant, have you ever noticed or in general that you can't eat just one piece of bread? Before you know it, one slice leads to another and another and another in a short time the breadbasket is not only empty, but that glass of wine may also be empty. So <laughs> definitely, I have noticed that connection
0: for sure. And I have found, when I, when I started working here, I found out that I was gluten sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know, this is time. I need to give up those gluten grains to reduce the inflammation, you know, dealing with the asthma. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't causing any problems. And when I did that, not only did I have to not use my ad- asthma medications as much anymore, I also found that my cravings for carbs disappeared. Those M and M cravings were gone.
2: Good, you know, Leah. You know, as long as we, you know, we talk about gluten all the time, yes. and we talk about it on the show often. Yes. But let's go over what are the some of the gluten grains, so people, our first time listeners, will have an idea. We're talking about.
0: The wheat, the barley, the kamut,
2: and, I
0: mean, there's a lot barley. of... Ad- Rye. 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 Yep, definitely.
2: And there's, a, you know, a couple of ancient, ancient wheats like spelt yep. and kamut and... All those. Yes,
0: and even looking at things like oatmeal. Now, oatmeal and oats in themselves don't have gluten in them, but they're so highly processed with wheat that they pretty much have gluten. And people with that gluten sensitivity need to stay away or buy gluten-free oatmeal.
2: That's what I I find. Most of my clients that are gluten sensitive can't tolerate the oats or the oatmeal. Yep. You know, sometimes once in a while they can, but... Yeah, I can't. I You know, if I'm going to do that, I need to
0: definitely do the gluten-free
2: oatmeal. So when you gave up the gluten grains... Yes. Your asthma got better.
0: Yes, a lot better.
2: Okay. That's amazing, isn't that is it? Amazing. It really
0: was, because I was already on that nutrition bandwagon, but... You know, still having asthma problems. I had lost the weight, but still had asthma problems. And it wasn't until I sat down with you, actually, and you're just (laughs) you're just like, "Um, I think this is a problem. The gluten grains in your diet are causing problems. And knowing that connection, you know, then I like I eliminated all those grains and it was it was gone.
3: That's amazing. That is amazing. So -hmm. it's like it reduced internal inflammation for you. Yes, Exactly. That is pretty amazing. So, you know, I find um, when I'm working one-on-one with clients or as well as when I'm teaching the weight and wellness classes, that for many people, whether or not they have asthma, when they stop eating those crackers, those bagels, those breads and cereals, their cravings will magically go away. It, and it is great, isn't it? It yes. is. And it happens time and time again for so many people. And not even do you get the, the benefit of reducing cravings. Many people also lose weight. But also, and this is best of all, their body aches and pains begin to disappear, mm-hmm. which is huge. It's like you know, a new just, life.
2: Last night, I just had a, my last client that was in. And she said, you know, I have not felt, and this is in one month. She said, I have not felt this good for 20 years by changing my diet. And in one
4: month. In one month. That's amazing. I mean, she was actually
2: in tears because she felt so much better. Wow. That's great. Yeah. That is great. So.
3: That is great. So in conclusion, (laughs) don't let that bread basket sabotage your metabolism and instead replace it with a salad. And in iced tea. So Tamara,
4: do you think we could take a caller before we go on break? Yeah, let's go okay. ahead and do that. All right. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning.
2: Good morning to you. How are you? I'm uh, great. Do you have a question for us or a comment?
6: Well, um, I actually came to see you um several years ago and That's it what was I it was not <laughs> a good time in my life to I be trying to make big changes. <laughs> yes um how are you now (laughs) what was that how are you now excellent except for my food issues okay and um i do believe that coming to your class would be a fabulous idea um but i just started a new job way out in the boonies so i haven't figured out how it will work into my schedule yet okay
2: but, but you know, maybe we're out there in the booties with you. It <laughs> might be, um, but I have some
6: some real strong aversions to dealing with food at all. Hmm. Okay, I I I have like almost phobic about going to the grocery store and um, meal planning and all of that stuff. If as soon as I get into the kitchen. Um, The hair goes up on the back of my neck, and it's like, oh my god, oh my god, I have to make decisions about food.
2: You know, you know. I how do I deal with that? I think you need to come back in for some appointments because um, we, you need some help working through that, and that's one of the that's one of the things that we could help you with.
6: Well, when somebody said they just changed their their diet and everything just fell into place and they were fine, I was like, that's what I need. Right. Yes.
2: You know, I think when you it's almost at first what people have to do. Some people, they have to actually give their their power or their thoughts to 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 one of us, one of the nutritionists. And we we write it out and you just follow it and you don't think about it. And that's what I need. And then later on, I mean, that's. That's not the best way to live, but it's better than the way you're living now. And in the future, then we say, you know, then you take back some of that power and control over your food because ultimately that's the right way to live. Well, I'm certainly capable. Yeah, you certainly are. So I think it's time to make an appointment. Very good. I will. All
3: (laughs) right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks Thanks for for calling. Yes. All right, and it is time for another break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I want to invite you to listen next Saturday to Dishing Up Nutrition because we have invited a very special guest to join us on our show, Gary Tobbs, author of Good Calories, Bad Calories, and Why We Get Fat. You know, he has recently been a guest several times on Dr. Oz's afternoon TV show and is getting up early, Mm -hmm. 6 a.m. his time special, to be a guest on Dishing Up Nutrition. So please tune in next Saturday. If you have questions for us today, give us a call, 651-641-1071.
1: Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com.
4: Welcome
1: back to Bissing
2: Nutrition. You know, researchers at Australia's Queensland University of Technology have found that gamma tocotrinos, that's one of the forms of vitamin E, could prevent prostate cancer regrowth because they have found that these gamma tocotrinos have the ability to inhibit cancer stem cells. Amazing. You know, there is an emerging evidence indicating that prostate cancer originates from a rare subpopulation of cells, namely prostate cancer cells. Gamma tocotrinos, a form of vitamin E, has successfully stopped these cancer stem cells. You know, an excellent product to provide this support is eToco 400, and we have that at our office. And actually taking one or two capsules a day, their little soft gels, has that potential to stop that cancer regrowth. I think it's amazing research.
0: Yes, definitely.
2: You know, just interesting.
0: That's very interesting. So before break, Dar, we mm-hmm. were talking about how, for me, eliminating gluten grains really helped clear up my asthma problems.
2: So, you basically, Leah, then, what you're really saying is when you stopped eating the gluten, you yes. had less lung inflammation. Yes, correct. And you no no longer needed your inhalers, is that right?
0: Yes, definitely. I was using my inhaler probably daily, and I was on, on and off lots of different medications, and I was able to get off those medications. And, I mean, every once in a while, you know, things happened, but... I mean, going from using my inhaler daily to maybe a couple times a year. Oh I mean, my that's
2: gosh. quite an improvement. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And that has continued. I mean, this it, I, I know it started like three or four years ago. You were able to get off your inhalers, and and, yeah. and you found it continues this way. Exactly. Oh, yes. that's great.
0: It is, definitely.
2: So I know that you found a new study that showed that some people... That don't even have celiac disease, and we know celiac disease is a serious genetic gluten sensitivity. Yes, but they, there's a lot of people that don't are not diagnosed with that. They still have a problem with gluten, like you. You're exactly. Not, you don't have celiac disease. No, I don't. Okay. So whenever they eat bread or pasta or crackers, it sets off on a reaction in their intestinal tract. That basically can affect their immune system and cause inflammation, right? Exactly. Yes. The medical director of the University of Maryland Center
0: for Celiac Research said, for the first time, we have scientific evidence that gluten sensitivity not only exists, but is actually very different from celiac disease. These symptoms are not just in
2: your head. And a lot of people have been told that it's just in your head, you know.
0: So this is really great news that, you know, doctors are starting to see this as an actual issue. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So what are some of those symptoms? Well, body aches, you know, body aches and pain. Well, you know, when you have inflammation, you're going to have some pain. Constipation, temper tantrums, <laughs> lack of focus, slow, mefa- slow metabolism. You know, I actually have a success story. I, You know, I have a client, Corinne, who I took off of gluten, and honestly, in two months, she lost 21, she has lost 21 and a half pounds. That's She's great. She's saying, I'm having more energy than I've ever had. And some of the inflammation in her body is just kind of disappearing. It's wow. just, it's fun. Yeah, it is. It fun is. to watch.
3: It is fun to watch. <laughs> and absolutely. It keeps us doing what we do every day.
2: So, tomorrow, do we have a caller or
4: should sure, we? Sure,
3: let's go ahead and take a call. Okay, Good morning, Pam. Good morning, Pam. Hello. All right. Let's take another one. <laughs> Are you talking to me, Anne? Oh, good morning. Pam. Good morning. I um, was curious as to whether or not
6: I snore, and I wondered if nutrition would play a part part in stopping that.
2: Possibility. Yes. Uh, A couple of things that I have found is that sometimes if I can help people get into a deeper level of sleep, they actually stop snoring. And so one of the things that I've done is have people take magnesium at night before bed and, you know, maybe 400 milligrams of like magnesium glycinate, which is a form that gets absorbed well and that gets them down into a deeper level of sleep and they stop snoring. Now, it works for a lot of people, but not for everyone. So I, that's one thing that I I would suggest you try.
6: Magnesium glycinate? Glycinate, yep. Okay. And would gluten sensitivity play a part in that at all?
2: I think it possibly could. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's inflaming, you know, and yeah, it definitely could.
6: So, so taking magnesium at night might help?
2: Taking yeah. magnesium and then taking, getting rid of the gluten. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, You know, you could try it for like six right. weeks and see what happens. It's always worth a try. Yep.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you for calling. Oh,
2: gosh, we get some interesting callers.
3: (laughs) Should we take one more? Sure. That's fine. Okay. Jill, good morning.
7: Yes, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I um, have been a client of DARS for about a year and a half who is gluten-free, and I'm feeling fantastic. Great. Yes, and I now want to take... My information that I've learned from and in fact, this morning I'm going to my second class in the six-week session out here in Hutchinson, Minnesota.
4: Oh, wow. Okay, yes. yes.
7: I'm very excited about my second week of classes, and I've learned a lot.
2: Oh, so you've got Mary teaching you out there.
7: Okay. Okay, I do, and I'm looking forward to it. She's a great teacher. So Fantastic. Um, Question for you. I have been gluten-free feeling so much better, and I'm now ready to take my health to another level and would like to lose some weight. Have not lost, you know, I know being gluten-free, that is not necessarily a suggestion for weight loss. Right. Wondering um, two questions. I have substituted cream for dairy, mm-hmm. for example, um, in my coffee in the morning and on my blueberries in the evening, mm-hmm. using a heavy cream. Wondering if there is a, an amount of cream that is suggested or that is just too much for weight loss.
2: You know, we suggest two tablespoons of cream on those blueberries at night. And then usually in your coffee, you're not putting that much. So usually okay. people don't have to measure that.
7: okay. And those two times a day certainly wouldn't be significant enough to get in the way of weight loss.
2: No, it wouldn't. I think that if you're, you know, sometimes what happens is people will start substituting uh, non-gluten breads, you know, into their diet. And I don't know if you've done that, but often those are pretty high in carbohydrates, and they often prevent people from losing weight then. Mm
7: -hmm. No, haven't done that at all. Haven't done that at all. In fact, I've just kind of continued on with the recommendation of whole foods, and it's, it's gone very well, and I feel fantastic. Just that the weight has not come off. Should, so has, it, your it size,
2: not, has your size gone down? No. Oh.
4: Okay. <laughs> no,
7: I have one more question with yeah. regard to that. Wondering, uh, recently I have not done a food scale. Wondering if a, a food scale is something I should be doing to really monitor portions.
2: I think some people have to, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. Um, In fact, I just had a client the other day that has been taking our nutrition for weight loss. And she said, you know, Dar, I have lost 16 pounds. And I think it was in the 10th week of the class. And she said, it is because now I am weighing and measuring my food. And I really wasn't eating enough food before. She was not eating enough protein to keep her metabolism going, even though... We had talked about it many times, but when she finally got into that class and she started doing that, then it made a big difference for mm-hmm. her. So that What'd could be what's, that might be what's going on. Maybe, I know, because I know you run a very busy schedule, and it may be that you're not getting enough, especially the protein, to keep your metabolism going.
7: Mhm. Would you recommend um a digital scale? Will that keep someone more honest? Then I've never used a food scale before.
2: I don't, you know, I don't think it matters. Um, you know, a digital scale is a little more expensive. Um, but any kind of scale. Okay.
7: Oh. All right. Thank All right. you so much for your help and I'm uh, off to my class. Okay.
4: Thanks. Very much. Enjoy. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yes. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. All right. So I think before we jump back on topic, let's go ahead and take another break. Okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. According to Medco Health Solutions, the largest U.S. pharmacy benefit manager, reported that 25% of kids and teens take prescription medications on a regular basis. That's a lot of kids. That, that is, that a, is lot. a lot of kids using medications. And just think about this stat. Over 45 million asthma medications are given, and more than 25 million medications for ADHD are taken by children. Wow. That's a lot of medications. And perhaps, for many of these cases, food might be a better solution. And I think Leah found that, didn't she? She sure did. did. So
2: we'll be back in a minute.
1: Welcome back to
2: Dishing Up Nutrition. Aaliyah. Yes. Since so many kids are on asthma meds and you were able to get rid of your asthma symptoms, what foods did you, what foods did you get rid of or what are the most harmful foods for your lungs or what did you do? What did you actually do to change this?
0: Well, good question, Dar. You know, I think the most harmful foods that cause inflammation of the lungs, and I would even branch that out to drinks too, because there's a lot of drinks that are in this category too, are those high sugar foods like candy, pop, donuts fruit juices, even things like breads, pastas, bagels, muffins, they all turn into sugar in our bloods, triggering very quickly, and lots of it, and triggering inflammation. Also, fast foods, which, you know, tying back to the kids, which we know lots of kids love fast food, Mm -hmm. is full of trans fats and other harmful chemicals that cause inflammation. So as we've said many times on the show, you know, instead of stopping at KFC, choose PFC instead and that's protein, fats and carbohydrates. And proteins coming from quality animal proteins like chicken or beef. Healthy fats like avocados, raw or dry roasted nuts, olive oil are good choices. And your carbohydrates coming from vegetables, 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 vegetables (laughs) really important. And those foods really help keep inflammation at bay.
2: You know, it's kind of interesting as you're thinking about it, especially parents that are listening. And if they've got a four-year-old or a five-year-old or a six-year-old that has got asthma and is having asthma attacks, That is so scary. It is. Mm -hmm. And if they could even realize that maybe the juice that they're feeding their kids or the French fries or the all those things that, you know, the parents almost think they need to give to kids. Yes. Especially like the juices. Yes, Yes. but they don't. Yep. Because when that once they start to realize that that causes inflammation and it's going to it's going to create a inflammation in the lungs. And that ends up creating an asthma attack for many people.
0: Yes, it does.
2: At least it's a place to start. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. it may not be the cure-all for everything, but like you said, if you only have to do your inhaler once or twice a year.
3: Opposed to every day. Yes. yes. Amazing. It is a big deal. It's a big deal. So I know we've spent a lot of time talking about gluten on today's show, and I think that if you're listening today and cravings are something that you're struggling with, maybe just maybe taking gluten out of your diet would be worth a try and your cravings may magically disappear. So what's another habit that may be holding you back? Well, what about skipping meals? You know, we've been told over and over again that calories in and calories out is what matters for keeping our weight manageable. And yes, that may work when it's tested in a lab setting, but it just doesn't work in real life. You know, we get it in our head. Well, if I skip lunch, I'll lose weight faster. Oh, I've heard that one a lot. (laughs) Over and over and over (laughs) again. But guess what? It always backfires, right? You know, mm-hmm. we skip our lunch or snack, and then later on in the afternoon, we become ravenously hungry and eat double the amount of what we would have eaten if we hadn't skipped our meal. Exactly.
2: So to move forward, you know, we need to eat at least five times each day. Researchers have found that a lack of sleep and skipping meals are the some of the most stressful events uh, for our body. And I don't even think people realize right. that skipping meals and not sleeping stress our body. Yes. Yeah. They think stress comes from somewhere out there. So when we skip a meal, you know, our blood sugar drops, our adrenal glands then sec- secrete cortisol. And cortisol is a fat-making hormone. At the same time, when we lack sleep, our adrenals again overproduce cortisol and we gain weight and we feel achy. So, yes,
0: definitely. So, to move forward, we really need to prepare ahead of time. So you have that food ready. And I know we all do it a little bit differently to accomplish the same goal. So let's kind of what what do you do, Dar?
2: Well, I pack I pack what I call grab and go containers of vegetables, meats. I even cut up my fruit. You know, I cut up my orange so that I have it so it's bite-sized and I can eat it in the car if I have to. You know, little bags of, say, 16 almonds. And, you know, I, I really I cut everything up into small bites. You know, if I'm doing steak, it's bite size. And then, you know, fast food has not been an option for me for over 20, 25 years. In my eyes, fast food restaurants don't have real food. And even if I'm hungry, I just drive right by them. So I always need to prepare And that's the deal. I mean, you know, we have to prepare. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, Leah?
0: Yes. The thing that I really like to do is, for me, what works best is to prepare meals on Sunday. So, like, for example, um, I really like to make the egg bake. I Mm -hmm. usually make it, you know, at least a couple times a month. And I have that and make that on Sunday. And then I have that a couple times during the week as my breakfast. But I also make you know, and I take with me to work smaller portion sizes and I have it some days for my mid morning snack and some days for my mid afternoon snack just to kinda mix things up and it really works well for me. So Leah, what's the egg big recipe?
1: The egg bake
0: recipe is actually a recipe you can find on our website at weightandwellness.com. Okay. And it's free to download. It's really great. It's, you know, it's really balanced.
2: Now, most egg bakes have uh, some kind of, uh, you know, crackers or gluten or bread in it. Yes. And this one does not actually
0: use hash browns for your bottom base for it. OK. Um, and yeah, no gluten involved. As long as you're getting the sausages, make sure that you get a good uh, natural
4: sausage to put into the egg bake. OK. OK. So
2: she does the egg bake. tomorrow. what do you do? How Great. do you manage this?
3: Well, I love that you just mentioned the egg bake, Leah, because one thing that works really well for me is instead of making the egg bake in one big pan, I actually divide it up in muffin tins. That's a great idea. And that way you can just stick all those little individual muffin-shaked egg bakes in your fridge or freezer and grab them whenever you need them. And you know, another thing that I love to put in muffin tins are meatloafs. You know, take your favorite recipe and divide it up into individual muffin tins, and then you have a grab and go meal or snack. There you
2: go. Thank you, Leah, for being on. Thank you. Great job. Glad to be here. Great. And thank you for listening today. You know, food can either be the problem, but we prefer it to be the solution.
0: The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose,
1: treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.